So I've got a couple of three, four topics. We've got no rules as far as what we have to talk about. We can go off the cuff, but we'll circle it back somehow. Denise also said that you guys do a top three thing. Do, we, do you do that with everybody? I, or? Yeah, we're, I'm supposed to. I, did, I screwed it up the last episode because I had my friend on and she wasn't there. And Denise is the facilitator for the top three. And I just forgot to do it. Okay. But we'll, if we can remember to do that, that'd be great because she's going to scold me about it if I don't. And it's top three what? Top, I, yeah, that, I'm always confused about that too. That's why I let her run. <laughs> like top three, what? Like top three, uh, I guess about the conversation we just had. If you had to take, like, let's top say three this takeaways. Takeaways. Yeah, I think it's that. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we are, episode 34, and I haven't titled it yet, so I'm not going to give the title. But Mike Greenley, welcome to Creative Moonlighting. Hello. So, Mike, you work with Denise. Denise is not here with us. She's going to let us have our own fun. We're having a beer and, and I, uh, having a chat. I think that was probably intentional on her part. Yeah. <laughs> she has to work with me enough. <laughs> so she could let she you. She knows my opinion on things. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny. I've been trying to get her to come on. I mean, she, she comes on all every almost every episode, but I've been trying to get her to talk on this subject. I had it written on the board over there. And for months, she just, every time I'd bring it up, she would say, no, I don't want to talk about that. And and the subject, again, we started at your house the other night when we were eating. It was like- And drinking. And drinking. <laughs> and having a we, beer. We have our deepest conversations over a beer. Over IPAs, <laughs> right? Uh, but audience attention spans, the reason why I thought, not just I haven't heard what you thought about it, but the reason why I thought it was uh, relevant, especially in your case, is you've started a show recently. And is it just on Instagram or is it also on YouTube? It, it is on every platform I can get it. I can handle putting it on. So it's well, on Instagram. Tell us about it. It's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. My primary focus is YouTube because I can make money off YouTube. Okay, right. <laughs> so I'm trying, That's true. To, trying to get to that point and I'm getting close. Okay, good. That's awesome. So, and then go ahead and you can tell everybody the show. And it's... Uh, so, so my show, not shameless plug, is... Uh, Michael Greenlee Blackstone cooking. Yeah. And it stemmed off of, honestly, it stemmed off of the fact that I uh, was never really a great cook. I mean, I enjoyed cooking, but I was never real good at it. I cooked maybe the same five things every week. And we got a Blackstone griddle and I started experimenting with cooking more and more out there to the point where I'm cooking almost every meal out there. Like I don't even remember the last time I touched my stove or my oven. Really? Yes. And do you cook every day? Every day. Nice. So and you enjoy it. Yeah. Then. It's if I, if I, uh, don't eat leftovers for breakfast or lunch, then I'm eating, I'm cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner out there. So it's literally a whole new art form for you now. Well, yeah. And it, it's kind of become that because I, I treat it as less as an art, more as a challenge Okay, because I look for, uh, things that people wouldn't normally associate with a griddle. So like when people think griddles, they think cheeseburgers and Philly cheesesteaks yeah. and maybe hibachi or something like that. But I'm trying to find things that you wouldn't normally think of and seeing, can I cook it out there? Because I and, like, and that's out. what the show is about. Kind of is every time you find something that is not just going to pop in someone's mind to go on, throw on the Blackstone, uh, then they can see some new dish. Yeah, so it's 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 a cooking show. There's a million cooking shows out there. Um, I knew going in because there were so many 
cooking shows out there that I had to separate myself. And honestly, there's a million Blackstone cooking shows out there. Okay. Um, so I had to separate myself. And one of the things that always irritates me about cooking shows or getting recipes online or anything like that, which is where most people get them nowadays, is the new trend is blogging or vlogging about your recipe, right? And so if you go to find a recipe online, you now have to read 15 pages of the history of whatever dish you're reading about or each ingredient or why it was their grandmother made it or something like that before you get to the recipe at the yeah. bottom, which is irritating. Or on the videos, you now have to listen to this person with no personality talk about what they're doing as they cook it. And it's like, I don't need all of this. I don't care just what you do with your day. What you're doing. <laughs> just I just need the bare minimum. Show me what to do. Uh, and so that was my inspiration is I thought, I'm gonna cut this shit down. Yeah. And so my videos, my goal is one minute. My goal for every recipe is one minute. And so I show how to cook whatever I'm cooking. In one minute. I think I have two episodes that are two minutes, but everything else is around one minute. How I know, I know, I noticed it was the first thing I noticed out of the gates was just how efficient you've been with getting your stuff told in a short amount of time. And if I was looking to actually use your recipe, I could do that pretty quickly. I could wake up, I could go turn on Mike Greenlee's show and learn something in two minutes and actually use it right after that. Yeah, well, and that that's my, my thing. Immediately applicable. Like, I need dinner, and my family is walking through the door in a few minutes, and so let me scroll through and find something. I don't have time to watch 30 minutes of you cooking it. Yeah. Because I gotta go cook it myself. Yeah, or to watch you go to the store right. and crack a few jokes while you're walking in, and, and the, yeah. the, the vlog thing, yeah. which yeah, and yeah, I know, yeah. I know I've vlogged too, but it's like, you, most of the time, I, I fall into that category of what belief that you have, which is like, if I try to learn something, I don't need all the vlog stuff. Just right. take that and throw it out the window. Just, Give me what I need. <laughs> and, yeah, and so my, my delivery method, has become very deadpan because um, I know that first off, I'm one of those people that if I was to do a 30 minute show, I'm one of those people who has very little personality <laughs> that comes out. And so it's kind of a very dry situation and we'll be standing there in silence as I cook something for five minutes or whatever. And so I knew I needed to make it as limited as possible. So I do this very deadpan delivery of me just literally my face on the screen, do this. And then it cuts to me doing that for a few seconds. And then it come back and I say, now do this. And then I cut to you. <laughs> yeah, doing I that. love that. I, and yeah. it's funny because it, it has become, I mean, obviously you're not playing a character, but it's the way you cut it that makes you, it almost like makes you a little more you. Yes. If that makes sense. I've, I've received that comment yeah. a few times. People think, uh, who know me say, this is very your personality. Yeah. Which, and by the and the cuts that you're doing have sped it up to it's where it's like the most Mike that Mike gets, you know, like that you're cutting out all of the little moments in between. Uh -huh. I'm cutting to the chase and my face says I'm cutting to the chase and the words that I use, it's not going to be that many words. And ultimately, you're going to get what you need. It's why it's why it works, you know, and so it's also why. I thought of, and I don't know if I even said this earlier, I, I started to, but the the, the uh, concept of audience attention spans, where they've been, where they are now and where they're headed um, is always so interesting to me because if you're a filmmaker, if you're any kind of content creator, it's a constant seem, seeming to like 
it, that's probably always on your mind to some degree about how this is going to land compared to what people have the time for, what, what to put up with. And, and I, there's all kinds of little uh, caverns that we can explore with this topic because I could see there being a lot of, there's no one simple answer. Um, but part of the reason why I wanted to talk with you about it is because you came to this conclusion for some reason. Yeah. And it sounds like that's how the show, that kind of was a big part of the reason why the show is the way it is. Yeah. And this isn't the first time I've thought of this in this, in this situation. Cause, um, my work, um, and like I said, I work with Denise, uh, but I, I focus on elementary education for my work. And so in my work, it's part of my job to come up with creative and, uh, uh, just new ways to do professional learning for teachers. Right. And so I developed actually as part of my interview process to get the job at where I'm at. Um, I had to, de I developed a short little uh, one minute show about math strategies and how to teach math strategies. Cause my thought was teachers, if there's any profession that doesn't have time, to sit and watch 30 minutes of somebody telling me how to do something. Right. They don't even have 30 it, minutes for lunch. Correct. Barely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, and I, that's the number one complaint that you hear from any teacher is we don't have time for this stuff. And so I thought, well, I'm going to honor your time and I'm just going to show you in one minute what I want you to know. And I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to show you one little strategy. And if you walk away seeing that one strategy during that one minute and saying, you know, I could do that tomorrow, then Mission accomplished. Yeah. You know, I don't want to overcomplicate it. I don't want it to be something that you need a bunch of materials for. I want it to be as simple as possible so you could see it, get the idea. And that one I take a step further because it has no commentary, it has no vocalization. It is 100% my Visual. hands on the screen. So whatever I'm showing has to not only be short, but it has to be simple enough where I don't have to say anything. And I could just show you what it is. Have you ever seen those RSA animate? Uh, that YouTube channel where they, and, and they're granted, they're not one minute. They're some of them are like 10 minutes, but it's basically just animated. They don't even talk. It's just, they're drawing it and somebody's, you know, mm -hmm. they're telling it. it's, it's pretty engaging. Um, and it's doing what you're saying. Although, like I said, most of the topics that I can remember watching on there was like eight to 10 minutes. So who knows? I mean, I'm, all right. So here's what I want to do. I want I want to read off a couple of, all right. I, I came across this article uh, through no film school, actually, like back in 2019. And they were talking about roughly about audience attention spans. And some of this stuff I probably branched out and found in different spots. Um, but some of the statistics, I'm just going to read some of these random things and see. I don't like I said, the question here to me is, even if this was done in 2019, does it still hold up in 2021? Um, and if not, why? If so, why and you know just in general i want to i want to kind of pick your brain about because i know you're not you're not just i mean obviously you're a lot like i am you, you you have your job you teach you're doing a show you're an artist you watch movies you're into the, this these these things and you pay attention to these things so when we got to talking about it i noticed a lot of little things coming out but it says movies their biggest audience demographic is 18 to 49 which I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even that's getting a little like with, with some of the, the giant blockbuster Avenger type things, it feels like they're even targeting some younger, you know? Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to 
get the younger while they're young, you yeah. get them interested so that when they hit that 18 to 49 you demographic, you got to keep in mind that that's probably the demographic because those are the ones that can get out on their own and pay for and attend and see movies. That's who's paying. Correct. And we'll see how that goes in the future now that, that COVID's hit the whole industry or whatever. Right. But okay, so attention spikes. They've got this little graph here and it goes from the beginning, you've got to be holding like 70% of their attention and you got to spike every five to eight minutes until you get to the end, at which point at the end, you'd better have 100% of their attention. They must be all in kind of thing. But every five to eight minutes is what it's showing throughout. And this, I guess, is for like your average movie is what I'm or even a television show, maybe mm -hmm. uh, an hour long, whatever. What do you think of that? Five to eight minutes. I mean, you got a one minute show. Yeah. So that's a unique challenge because I don't have an opportunity for a spike. Yeah. Uh, my show is educational based, which it makes it a little different as well. I'm not there to entertain. I'm there to get a point across. Yeah. So that is a little different. Okay. And that that is probably one of the reasons why I hate watching these 30 minute cooking shows is because they think they're there to entertain, but they're not entertaining. You know, they're yep. to me, they're there to get to teach me something and they're taking too long to do it, trying to entertain. Me. Do you think so. that's left over from the days of here's a 30 minute television show yes. and that and they, they're like, I, we got to meet that standard? I, I think we're in a cultural paradigm shift here with entertainment. Uh, th things are changing so fast with entertainment right now um, that I think we're just trying to play catch up and there is this cultural shift and we're seeing it in the younger generation because their entertainment is not coming from movies so much. Their entertainment's coming from YouTube and yeah. from, you know, Instagram and, you know, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, which are, you know, TikTok has a hard limit of 59 seconds. They do not let you record or put anything up there above that. Wow, so, that's training a generation. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that, and if you think about the way TikTok works, I don't know if you're on it. I'm not. But, you know, you watch your little one minute thing and then you just swipe up. And that one minute thing will just repeat itself just as long moves. as you're on it. Yeah. And then you just swipe up. And so people are just absorbing content like crazy on that thing. But I don't think it's because our attention spans are lower. I think it's actually because... We are capable of processing so much more. Faster? Yes. Okay, why? I think this too, but why? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the technology and the way things are changing and how fast things are changing. Because, I mean, and in, in honestly, my parents would argue saying that people's attention span is lower and stuff because they're old and they, that's what they think. But the reality is, is even adults, older adults, had that same attention span because when they watch the news, think about what old people do. <laughs> and I think I made this, this point to you before is when you watch the news, you're not just watching a talking head deliver the news. You're watching or listening to the talking head while they have a screen up in the far right corner that's displaying something else. And then they have text scrolling across the bottom of the screen, giving you totally different headlines. Yeah. And then you have something maybe scrolling across the top of the screen, giving you weather forecast or whatever. And you are processing four things at once, five things at once. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, your attention may shift. But I guarantee if you watch it long enough, you've shifted to all those things and paid attention to all those things. You saw it all on the ticker, right? right? You know, if I ask my dad the news, and he does watch a lot of news, um, he can pretty much tell me. I, there's pretty much no circumstance where I could go to my dad and say, hey, did you see that dot, 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 whatever it is? He'll go, yeah, I saw that. 
Yeah. And he's pretty much because he, somewhere on the ticker, he saw something going. Now, what now what slant he got on that? I don't know. But but whatever it is, he knows it's happening. So I think what has happened is in the past, we had such strong limitations on what we could do, you know, way back when when all we could do for entertainment was read. Well, you're not reading five books at once. You're reading a book right? Or you're reading a news article. So your brain is only processing and absorbing that one thing. Yeah. But as things have progressed and the mediums have changed and the medium and the technology has advanced, we're able to actually start utilizing our brain power to its fullest extent, which means we can process and use and do a lot more at one time. And so I, I again, would argue that it's not that our attention spans are lower. It's that we're making use of. Well, the way you're putting it, it almost sounds like our attention spans are getting better. Well, and I can argue that point, too, because if you look at entertainment in the past year since COVID hit, okay, think about what entertainment has become. It has become uh, because movies are non-existent over the last year. Most people are binge watching TV shows. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was going to be one of my contradictions is that we can't watch a 10 minute show or 10 minute video, but we can watch 20 10 minute videos back to back, assuming right. we're into we characters. We binge watch yeah. a, an episode. We'll binge or a, a show, right? And or if you pay attention to what's happening with TV shows, they're not setting hard limits on time anymore. You know, it used to oh, be. Oh, they're not. Okay, let me think. Give, can you can you think of one? Uh, yeah, I could think of just because I just finished watching it is the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier okay. on Disney Plus. Those episodes, one will be fifty something minutes, and then one will be thirty eight minutes, and then one will oh. be forty two minutes. I was so just watching that show, Primal, that the animated show that's on. Uh, I think Comedy Central did it originally, but HBO might be doing it now or have it on. And I noticed that too. I was like, wait, that was 21 minutes. Wait, that was 36 minutes. Yeah. What the hell? So <laughs> here's what's happened with the medium is it used to be networks when networks controlled everything, which they don't anymore. Uh, they set hard limits because they needed to make money off of the ad revenue. Mm -hmm. And so there was a limit of people are only going to sit and watch for 30 minutes. So your show has to be 30 minutes. And then they have to break up that show every eight minutes with a five minute commercial break. And honestly, I think that made our attention spans even less because, you know, you got to sit. Now you just shut everything off for right, whatever five minute right, commercial. <laughs> right. And now we're in a world where commercials are basically non-existent. Yeah. And not only that, but there in, you know, movies were the same way. So you kind of sidetrack for just a second. Movies were the same way because I know about reading about uh, film history that uh, production companies or whatever they are would say, you know what? Feature length is 90 minutes. But if you go above two hours, you're stretch it. People aren't going to sit there that long. Yeah. And so they would do these hard limits. If you look at Zack Snyder's yeah. uh, movie that he did. I mean, that's what happened to that movie is they set this hard limit of it must be two hours. Well, it sucked at two hours because you had to cut so much story yeah. out. And then he came, comes in and tells the story he wants to tell. And it's four hours long. Right. And guess what? People are here for it. They're going to sit through it because they want to see a the lot story. Of that, did I hear this right? Was a lot of that in slow motion? Yeah, Zack Snyder's style is very slow motion, but yeah. that's mostly like I want to show what the superheroes are doing and they do things slow so it fast. Down. Yeah. yeah, slow it down. But TV shows are the same way. So now it's gotten to a point where sometimes there's a story 
that won't even fit into a feature length. Like I can't even fit it into a four hour. I need six, eight hours to tell a story. And so Falcon and Winter Soldier is a good, uh, good one to talk about because that's a story that was six episodes long. It's done. It's not going to be a repeat season. So it's a, what do they call that? A limited series. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because the Marvel company wanted to sell, tell a story that they couldn't fit into a movie. Yeah. And that that story was episodic enough where they could put it into episodes, but they didn't limit the episode to a certain length. They said, I need 30 minutes to tell this part of the story. So I'm going to take 30 minutes for this, but I need 50 something minutes to tell this part of the story. So I'm going to take 50 something minutes. Right. So we're not padding the story. We're not using filler, but we're also not editing important things out. Right. We're not going to make those concessions to say like, we're going to give you what we, what we know you need. Right. And we're going to take care of it. And basically once you've found a show or a movie that is doing that to your liking, you know that that director or that that group is taking care of you and you're going to trust it. You're just going to yeah. you're probably going to be more likely to watch anything they do. That's that's exactly right. And that's what entertainment is moving towards. That's what's happening more and more and more. And basically, I think what that's proving is we do have the attention span and that part of what people thought made part of what people thought was our attention span being small was networks and production companies limiting it because they needed butts and seats. They needed money. Yeah. You know, movies had to be two hours because I need to be able to sell so many tickets. And if it's four hours long, I can only have three showings a day. So therefore I can't sell that many tickets, you know? Well, yeah. And so if if the idea is that our attention spans maybe are actually getting better or at the very least haven't gotten worse, um, it, then that would say that our tolerance for bullshit has gone uh, way, way, way down, right? We don't, I, we, yes. We've lost our tolerance for any of the bullshit. I would agree with that. And I don't think that's new because TiVo was invented in the 90s. Okay. And that the whole that technology existed to get rid of commercials because people couldn't put up with the bullshit. Right. The unfortunate thing is, is only rich people could afford to do it. Right. Now Now anybody can. Yeah. So, well, and when you talk about these shorter, okay, so I want to go back to something here. So, so, and this is maybe just a play devil's advocate, but also I am curious about it. I definitely am seeing what you're saying as far as us watching four things at once, you know, or, you know, even if you're watching the news and, uh, and and I def and I think every bit of the argument it stands up that our attention spans have gotten better at least in some ways because we definitely will sit down and binge. The idea that there's a term binge watch says that we are able to sit and watch for long periods of time. Right. Um, anybody and everybody now who has pretty much anybody has done the button where they sit and go through an entire show or season or multiple seasons. But when you talk about like TikTok and the one minute, and again, we're going to separate this from your show because your show is somebody's learning something every time they walk away, they have a new piece of knowledge that they didn't already have. Okay. What, and I don't know about TikTok really, cause I'm not on it, but um, I've seen and like I've, I can see videos now and again, and some of those are sort of mindless videos, right? And I'm not, and I'm. This is going to sound old to me, but I'm like, man, if I watch 150 mindless videos a day, I'm consuming a ton of content. It takes some of my patience to sit there and watch it, 
but am I, you know, am I actually getting any depth of knowledge of the world by spending my time on this shit, you know? Yeah, yes and no. So because things like TikTok are so limited in time, they don't have the ability to get into deep topics right. or things like that. What things like TikTok has allowed is the average man to be a content creator. Mm. And so what this is doing is this is allowing for more opportunity for anybody in their living room who has a cell phone who feels like, you know, maybe I can sing, maybe I can dance, maybe I can cook, maybe I can do this. It allows them to have an avenue to put that out there to the world. And yes, it's for a short amount of time, but at least that gives you that ability to like catch them because most of the time those TikTok things are a preview of something bigger. So like you'll see if it's something that's interesting, you'll see somebody who's like showing you the beginning of a prank and I'm going to set up a prank and then to watch the whole thing. And then it'll say to watch the rest, go to YouTube at this spot. Ah. And then it's a preview to get you to go oh, to their okay. YouTube that channel and see the whole thing. That makes sense. And it hooks you in. But not everything's like that. Some of it's just I'm going to dance in my living room for 30 seconds to a minute and put it out there to the world. And it's their way of getting some gratification by likes well, and things like and, that. And, and, and it's from, from the creator's standpoint, I got no problem with that. I mean, at least they're creating something. Right. It's the the consumer of that. And I guess maybe I'm not, maybe, um, maybe I'm overlooking or selling people short. Maybe there's not that many people who just sit and only watch mindless 30 second videos all day. They probably, and if nothing else, maybe a 30 second video that seems mindless might spark their mind to go and think about something else or to study something else or to even put out a video of their own or maybe, or I think it's just a matter of being purposeful in what you're doing and the content you're creating. Whoever invented TikTok, I don't think invented it as something to hold 100% of your attention. Yeah. I think because what I do with it, this is just an example of all the things I'm absorbing is I'm watching a TV show while also on TikTok swiping through videos. Granted, they're on silent, so I can hear what's going on on a TV show. But, you know, I could swipe through videos um, on TikTok and just kind of see what's happening. Somebody's dancing. Oh, look at that. And then I keep swiping. Yep. So that medium was designed as a passive experience. Yeah. It's not designed to hold your attention for, for very, at least not for long. It's, right. It's, it's designed to just be something you do. Yeah. You know, I have 30 seconds or 10 minutes while I'm on a bus going to work or, and it could be something that just makes you laugh once a day or yeah. something, which yeah. is also super valuable. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it serves a certain purpose not everything has to serve the purpose of holding our attention 100 percent of the time okay yeah that's a good way to look at it uh and then that's actually putting a lot more of my faith in humanity because there are days where i look at it and i go how the hell is the world getting spent or time getting spent on this but you know time gets spent on all kinds of things i'll sometimes i sit and drink way too many beers that's not a great way to spend your time either you know right. i waste hours doing that so i mean it it, it is Something that, that kind of is mind boggling to think that, and that I like how you flipped it because it really could be that the attention span is still good and maybe getting better. It's also changing. So let's say today's one minute video threshold 
is sort of like where people want it. Um, do you see any of this? I mean, it's going to change in some way, but you know, I, the way I, the, the way I think the average person is looking at it right now, or at least the average older person is looking at it like, well, used to, you'd sit down and you could handle a three hour movie and you know, well, you're saying that people can still handle a three hour movie as long as it's a good one, but, and it's not slow and it hits on these, these different points and, 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 and it cuts. tells the story it, that you want to have. Right. Told. And, and, but, but also you, you, and you didn't bring this up on, on air. I think we were talking before, um, it bring like the idea that people are able to watch for three hours on something um, well, you did say this, that, that as long as they're not dealing with the, the, the BS, so you have to find the, the creator you want. But what we're know, what we now know is that there are, it, the creativity is not just limited to one small group of people. Everybody can create something now. And so now there's so many different styles of right. telling a story. Yeah, I would agree with that. I will say what I expect to come out of this pandemic in regards to movies and entertainment is we're going to see an uptick in quality because between Zack Snyder's Justice League, between, uh, you know, things like Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I know I'm naming popular things, but there's just as many yeah, no, you know, yeah. artsy things that are out there. You know, um, the Queen's Gambit or something like that. Yeah, I watched that. I liked it. Yeah. So what's what's happening in documentaries, too, are doing this, oh, too. Getting incredible. You know, I think what's happening is people are starting to realize that studio and that network doesn't have to tell me what my limits are. Yeah. And I, and I think about we were I was talking about this with Justine. You know, most TV shows now, especially streaming ones, are not but maybe 10 episodes a season. I and love that they're limited because if they're unlimited, I know I'm, inevitably I'm going to hit season three, the part where the whole show becomes bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I'm thinking back. One of my favorite shows of all time was Lost. Mm -hmm. Right. And I loved Lost, but there were definitely filler episodes there that did not advance the story at all. They didn't. Or if they did advance the story, it was two minutes of the episode that advanced the story. And the rest of it was just bullshit that they, you know, did around that two minutes. And so, you know, what ended up happening is they would sign these network contracts saying, well, you have to have this many seasons at 22 episodes a season because that's what makes us money. And so now you have a story and the, actually the creators of Lost, I saw an interview with them just recently that where they talked about this, they had a story that they thought should last four seasons. And they said, nope, it's going to be more than that. You got to make it longer. And, and so that was the what the suits are saying that. The, yes. The, oh, of course. The network. And so, of course, they want to make money and they want to you know yeah. keep their job. So they're going to keep doing it. So they're just padding it. So, padding it. Yeah. They're now they're just inventing. Bullshit. Right. And so people who say, you know, I really didn't care about care for loss. They didn't care for all the bullshit that was in between or there wasn't a good enough payoff to warrant sitting through seven seasons of 22 episodes each. But if my payoff is after 10, 10 episodes, it's like like when I finished Falcon and Winter Soldier, the last episode, it was OK. I wouldn't say it was the most fabulous thing in the world. It was OK. And it was only six episodes. So I'm like. Okay, it's over. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't feel like I was taken advantage of, and I've now invested all this time, and it's 
you know, it's, I just think what we're going to see is now content creators are going to come in basically saying, giving a big middle finger to networks because networks or production companies for movies are going to be so desperate because they've lost so much money that they're going to allow people to make what they want to make at the length they want to make it. And they're going to leave them the hell alone. And because they're going to realize that that's what people will well, you're seeing it with podcasts and you know we, we talked about joe rogan before talking about the conversational style podcast his is three hours some of them fucking four hours yeah but um when spotify bought it that was the big deal with him was he didn't want to sell it if they were going to tell him who he could invite on how long it had to go what what they needed to talk about and basically he was saying you if you're getting me you're getting me the way i am right now Right. And that's not going to change. And they said yes. And they were fine with that because why? Because they can see the numbers are the, the metrics already there on his YouTube channel. Right. And it's like kind of crazy that a YouTube channel gives anybody enough metrics to say, all right, this is proven. So to me, that's also beneficial for the for the networks if they decide they want to go or, in this, you know, I guess Spotify is a network. I mean, they're, they're massive company. If they want to pick somebody to, to go a certain route with, they can look at the metrics on the YouTube channel and go, yeah, we'll take that. And we don't even need you to change anything. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think there is something to be said. I'm going to go way back to one of the things you said at the beginning, because I don't think yeah. we've addressed it. Okay. In a movie or in a, in a, in a lengthy TV show or whatever, you talked about how like every seven minutes there needs to be a spike. Yeah. And, I, and that's definitely not my personal opinion. That's just right. what I was. Yeah. Right. And so now if we go down to the nuance of it, okay, we can get somebody who will sit through three or four hours of a movie or yeah. who will sit through six we know episodes. They will. Yeah. Right. What does that spike look like? How do we hold their attention? And so there could be a lot of different ways to do that. I do think that that's a valid point. There has to be something. I do this, you know, I do a lot of professional development and that's the way I feel about it too. There has to be, but a, is it universal or is, have we gotten so like what you said about, there are so many new content creators doing so many new and different things that some people gravitate toward one style. Some people gravitate toward another. And maybe what's a five to eight minute spike for you is not that for these people over here. And it's well, like these smaller audiences, little little smaller pocket audience. Type yeah, thing. I, I would say there is an audience for slow burns. You yeah. know, slow well, burns we watched becoming- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Remember, we wouldn't watch that at the theater. Yeah, and that had spikes in it for it sure, uh, in the form of humor and you know things that happened. But, but well, it, on the way out, you actually said that was a slow burn, and I didn't know if you meant that minute was good or if that it was not good. It just it it built up to that big thing. At yeah, the that end. big thing. Yeah. You know, which is like a lot of slow burn horror movies now are doing that, where it's like, well, my first watch on that, I actually watched that movie in the theater three times. My first time I watched that movie, I I said to multiple people that I wouldn't if you put any two other actors in that those roles, people aren't going to stand for watching that three hour movie. They won't they won't get to that volcano thing at the end. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, by volcano, you know, the metaphor. Yeah. But but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And I don't know. But by by the time I watched it the third time, I was liking the little nuanced things that I was seeing. I still thought they were they were at, in scenes. I don't think that movie needs to be three hours. Right. You know. And and I, th- I think the reason that movie was the length that it was is because, and again, this is all about purpose. The reason that movie was made 
was Quentin Tarantino wanted to make a love letter for Hollywood. Hollywood. And so the reason there are scenes that are unnecessary in there, if you pay attention to what's happening, he's paying homage. He's paying homage to that's part of his love letter. He's, he's saying, you know what? I really love this scenery in Hollywood. I really remember these cars. So I'm going to take some time. Certainly. And show you those things. It can be a three-minute driving scene. We just got the windows down, and he might be just trying to tell the audience, it's, hey, this is what it was like in the yeah. 60s and 70s. It's blaring music. It's the wind in your hair. It's showing this really cool car going down Sunset Strip or whatever. And that's that's his. Yeah. And it would even play through the commercials. Like, I, And I almost felt like that was definitely a comment where you're not just going to take your Spotify and forward it to your favorite song. You're right. listening to the station. Right. And when the station, you keep it up, you're not going to turn it down. If you want to talk, you talk over it. And if the commercial comes on for whatever it is, sunscreen or whatever, you're listening to that too. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to purpose of media, it's a I cultural think, comment. Well, yeah. It, but I think there's others. So for example, I just watched two other blockbusters that came out was Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'm going to bring up both these because I think they serve the same purpose. Mortal Kombat and uh, Godzilla versus Kong or whatever okay. it's called. So both of those movies just came out recently. They both definitely had, I would say, eight to 10 minute spikes. And they had them in the form of fights. Okay. Because those movies you go into with the purpose of watching a fight. If Mortal Kombat, (laughs) if I went and watched Mortal Kombat and they did two fights at the end of the movie, I would be pissed. Yeah. Because I'm going into that movie to see them beat the crap out of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I could, the story They know is, their audience. Right. They, the story is BS around it. I really didn't go into that for story. I went into it because I need fights. And so they know that that's what they're after. So every five to 10 minutes, they're throwing something in there that's like that. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with Godzilla versus Kong. Those monsters beat the crap out of each other or out of somebody else constantly. Yeah. And that's because when I went to that movie, I didn't go to that movie to watch the humans talk about the monsters. I went to the movie to watch these two monsters beat the crap out of each other. And so when you talk about, you know, will people, what are those spikes? I think purpose of the movie has a lot to do with where those spikes are, how often they occur, that kind of thing. And I think, you know, Quentin Tarantino earned his. Well, he's the only director. Well, not the only. He's one of a few directors who just still have the studios saying you go ahead and make it, it doesn't have what, do it whatever you do is fine yeah. there are some newer directors um i think his name's ari aster yeah is yeah, a newer yeah. one um he's come out with a couple movies and they're both super slow burns uh-huh and i haven't seen that i, haven't, I know the name um, but i think i want to say he was the one who did the witch okay and The Witch, which is a phenomenal movie, is yeah. so slow. Okay. Really, really slow. And everything's in old English. And in regards to spikes in entertainment, the spike comes in the form of tension building. Yeah. Like somebody will look over their shoulder because something very slight happened in the background, but you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And so there's that slight little moment of tension. So. The spike in the movie is I'm sitting here watching what's happening and there's this thing and I'm like, <gasps> and then I can yeah. breathe for a minute until yeah. the next thing, you know? And so I think there's some more merit to what they're saying there. Yeah. You know, okay. You need spikes, but I don't think the spikes necessarily look the same in every movie. Okay. 
So the, yeah, and I think you know that the the hard part to pick up on if you're a filmmaker or if you're a content creator is you look around. If you're really being honest with yourself, you're seeing a lot of discrepancy between what people will tolerate. Mm -hmm. But it, I like to go go back to that idea that the they'll tolerate the time you spend on it if it's one minute, if it's ten minutes, if it's thirty minutes, if it's three hours. They won't tolerate tolerate your bullshit. Right. That's what they, they, they don't want filler. Yeah. They don't want padding. Yeah. And figuring out what is quote unquote bullshit is probably also there. There is an art to it. Yeah. And it's knowing what your spikes are, what your audience are, when to put them in, what is just going to be filler because I mean, you guys did an episode on, on sex and art, right? Right. And you were talking yeah. about, um, why they put those scenes constantly yeah. throughout shows and movies yeah. and stuff. In some cases, HBO, I think, does this very well. The scenes maybe don't necessarily progress the story, but they they add that spike. The spike. Right. Yeah, they, I wonder. They, they serve that purpose, right? But then there are some where the sex scene becomes just gratuitous. And that's when you just start rolling your eyes like, really? You know, why are we, why are we having sex now? Yeah. You know, it doesn't or, serve or any if purpose. The, if the scene goes on for a long time. Now, right. you're, are you just trying to make me uncomfortable because you know yeah. I might be watching this with my mom or dad? Right. Like, what the right. hell? You know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. And I think that overall, um, try, I think the trickiest thing is, you know, they say if you're any kind of content creator, the big thing is to try to figure out who your audience is. And this is, you know, you're repeating the same thing over and over, but it is true. And I do find a lot of uh, value in trying to understand it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still at the point where I, I'm making what I like and I'm trying to make the thing that I would really like, you know? Yeah. And then I move on to the next thing and try to make whatever I, but the problem with me too is my, my, my likes and tastes start to evolve or change. And, yeah. and I guess that's okay. It's just part of the journey. But, but I will say it's been damn near impossible to figure out exactly. And, and the more that I look, the more cumbersome that uh, answer becomes. It's like, well, I don't know. But, but that's why I kind of noticed with your show, it was like, now that's no bullshit right there. The, and, and the cool part is you have managed to slide your character into it. They always say, oh, let your personality be a part of it. Well, you just did that and you managed to still keep it at a minute. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those rare sweet spots. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is hard to find. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons learned here is don't try too hard to please the audience. Do what you like. Just, you know, pay attention to what it is that you're, you know, I'm trying to word it right. Yeah, I mean, you know, by the content you, you, you watch or you listen to or whatever, you know what you want to see and what you like, but you may not necessarily pay attention to the nuances that go behind it. So if you're going to be a content creator, don't try to replicate what somebody else is doing. Don't try to, you know, just fit, you know, this is popular right now. Let's do that. Yeah. Try to Here's do a cool what drone you want. Shot. Let me shoot this drone shot. Right. You know? Try to do what you're interested in doing, but just keep in mind what you will tolerate. You know, don't just, you know, for you, you may like these really long drone shots that because you're thinking about all these different things that are going into that. But 
the average person's not going to do that. Right. And so you're limiting your audience by doing something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like number one of three. We're supposed to do a top three takeaway. Okay. Like Denise is, I, I sometimes forget whenever I'm the, but I think we're at that point. We, we've discussed it. So I'm going to say that was number one right there. Don't, you know, um, try, try, say it one more time. Me, I, I don't, that was a long thing okay. that I said. So I, I'm going to try to see don't I, bullshit, don't bullshit your audience. Yeah. Okay. You know, all right. Do what do what you want to do, and and don't try to fill something with um, don't try to fill your content with things that are in just because they're in or because you're trying to follow some rule. Figure out what it is that you want to say and say it in the best possible way that you can, and you then know? get the hell out. Yeah, and if it does, if it if you think it needs context and you think that that's what you would want in that moment, then I guess go ahead and put the context in, but. Just know that there's might be somebody that thinks that that was unnecessary kind right. of thing. Right. All right. So this might be just a rule of one, to be honest. I'm, I'm halfway thinking I'm going to name the show, the, this episode, you know, cut the bullshit. Cut the um, bullshit. With Mike Greenlee. <laughs> <laughs> because it does. I mean, I really think, I, I think that we, that this, this talk is not just important, but it's one of those things that it's important to know that audience attention spans are they're kind of all over the place but it's also kind of cool to think that they're, they're still there they're going to pay attention to you even if you want to make a three-hour movie there's somebody out there who's going to want to watch it if you cut out the bullshit if don't bullshit, bullshit. if yeah. you have a three-hour story to tell tell a three-hour story but if you have a 30-minute story to tell you better not pad it to three hours yeah right there you okay. go there you go okay that will and that's like maybe we'll just say it's the top three ways of not bullshitting <laughs> So, and I would say that then if that was your first two, I'll throw on the third one. It's just, you know, be as honest as you possibly can about whatever it is, whether you're, whether you're making a Blackstone uh, breakfast and you're cutting to the chase of that, or you're trying to explain to people how love works, you know, <laughs> yep. do it and, and be as honest as you possibly can. Yep. Be yourself. Be yourself. All right. Awesome. Well, we're going to have to get after you. Uh, how many episodes are you in right now? I'm I'm getting close to 100. I'm over 80. Holy moly. You've been, and that's the other thing is you found a way to make it by the inch and sell it by the mile. You're, you're. Well, I, and I'm only a little over three months in. Yeah. To that's true. In three months, you've got almost. And I've got a, almost 100 episodes. So you're doing, are you doing, no, you're not. I'm doing, you doing almost, almost one a day. Almost yeah. one a day. I was doing one a day for the first three months. And I, in the past two weeks, have backed off to maybe one every other day. If I can get one in every was, day. I and do. I know that was part of your goal was to find something that you could do once a day, or at least once a week. But now you found once a day. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I that this is probably another thing when it comes to just content creators in general is, you know, make it easy for yourself. And I think you've done that with this podcast. You want as little editing as possible yeah. and stuff like that. Candid conversation. Right. And so I have to obviously edit my videos, but I made it the rule of. I know my edits are going to be easy to find, you know, so I know exactly how to cut up. my videos. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, I do it on my phone. I don't have to go sit at a computer. I don't have to do all this tweaking. I don't have to do anything like that. All 100% is shot on my phone, edited on my phone, published on my phone. Yeah. And so I sit there in the evenings while I'm watching my TV show, also editing my videos and posting my videos and reading comments about my videos. Yep. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my new 
like little evening tradition, but it only takes me like 30 minutes to do all the editing. And you're getting more efficient probably every time you do it. You yeah. Know? I mean, when I edit, I don't even need to sound on because like, I know I'm going to say what to say and I could just scroll till I see my mouth open and then cut. And then when my mouth closes, yeah, because cuts. you're not, it's not like you're rambling on so long, you know, you said exactly what you wanted to say. And I said it in one sentence. <laughs> and so that's, I, I, I know this is a sentence I'm not cutting around it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't need any of that front or end part. I don't need it sound just right. I'm just my mouth open, cut my mouth closed, cut, <laughs> put it in there. That's and amazing. That's it. That is amazing. Well, so uh, for those of you out there who have the tolerance for a little bit of bullshit, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I had to spin my wheels a few times, but that's typical whenever we're talking about something I don't fully understand. So, um, <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. And hopefully we will uh, do another one of these in the upcoming months or some some somewhere along the lines. I want to catch you at episode 200 or so on your uh, show and we can see what there you figured you. out by then. Yeah, I I like talking about bullshit. All right. <laughs> Have a good rest of the night, everybody. Buenos dias. Adios. That's episode 34.